Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, March 22nd, 2019. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today. And of course, I always hope that you'll give me a call as well and ask your questions. And every day we talk about financial freedom here on Invest Talk at the opening of the show, and that's all our, you know, everybody has the same goal. We all want to have, be financially free. Some people are already there, and they don't worry about that, and they just, you know, like to increase their knowledge, and hopefully they'll call too. But we always, that's our goal. That's the goal is teach you, to give you the tools to become financially free. And by doing that, that we have that philosophy of independent thinking and shared success, and we help that that will get, if we can just all gather and get that knowledge in our head and try to be better investors, you're never going to be perfect. I'm not perfect. No one is. You're going to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. If you're going to make decisions in your life, you'll make mistakes. The trick is to learn from them and try to prevent them from happening again. That's the trick. In this hour, I'm going to do my best to answer those questions, any financial questions you have, and we'll, we will, I will answer them. I'm not, I'm not going to guarantee the answers are always the best, but they're the best of my ability, and with all the, the data at my fingertips here, I'll give you some pretty good information going forward on anything you want to talk about. Our line is open. We call it the list line. It's open right now. It's always live, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday, and, but it's live right now, and of course it is the start of the four o'clock hour, 888-99-CHART. So since it's Friday, you know I'll be sharing some of my KPP premium newsletter parts and some of the things I discussed in there. We'll be doing that on the show here. Okay, hey, you know, time to give me a call. Where, what do you guys want to talk about? In the bond market, uh, we're getting very close. And in some ways, you call, you could say we have an inverted yield curve. That's where the two-year yield exceeds the 10-year. Well, it's not quite there, but it is really, really close. And every time that's happened in the past, a recession has followed. Now, the trick is we don't know how close on the heels of it will follow. And you know, it has it clearly crossed? Not really. What's happened is with the Fed being very dovish this week with their announcement, that's brought the top line 10-year Treasury yield down to meet the two-year. Hmm. We're going to be, have to watch this very carefully, everybody. Something, some news, some news out there. Um, Labor market, the unemployment rate is 3.8%, and annual wage growth in February was the strongest since 2009. However, manufacturers' perceptions about the outlook going forward are the least favorable in three years. So we're starting to get, you know, some worries out there. Even though our labor market is extremely strong, but, you know, the downturn, it has to be started some from, some, from somewhere. I can't tell you if we've done that, but 
If you've been listening to this show any length of time, last year, all last year, I said, if we're going to go into recession, it'll be late in 2019 or early 2020. That's my prediction a year ago, and I still think I'm going to stay with that. But it could be postponed. How could it be postponed? Well, a trade deal would help. That would help a lot. Um, the Federal Reserve's being less less uh, hawkish on interest rates should have started way back last year, which I kept suggesting they needed to stop raising rates because, you know, they're planting the seeds of the next recession. Well, they did turn. They finally stopped after their December rate increase, and they made a 180-degree turn. Is it soon enough? I don't know. It could be. So they, that, that means we don't necessarily have to have a recession. I think if we do, it's going to be short and shallow. The people that have a real problem is Europe. I'm going to talk about that in one of my talking points today. So, very interesting stuff. Did you see the home sales? Existing home sales went to 5.51 million after being, that's up, was up almost 600,000 from the month before. That's February and January, up 600,000 from January to February. That was a huge increase, much more than expected. And that was pretty positive. That's pretty darn positive. Maybe because the mortgage rates were falling, but it was pretty positive. See, so, you know, there's no, there's no definite red flag of doom and gloom. There is not. It is not. And let's see, biotech. Apple in a, on, is on a roll. It's been on a roll is now more valuable than Microsoft, even though Microsoft hit a new record high yesterday at $120 per share. Then closed at $119, though. I mean, that stayed at $120. And the word is out. Facebook employees have access to millions of user passwords. Even though this access is limited to internal systems, it means investors have another negative story for Facebook. And I, that's getting to be a problem, going to be a problem for them. It really will be. I think big tech has is going to have some political problems going forward. All big tech. Yeah, not all, but many of them. Um, one of the biggest losers on the Dow was Nike, down 3%. They had a slight miss on their sales, Nike. Reports of slowing global growth didn't help. Europe and China. However, the Nike brand, yeah, that brand... Is pretty darn strong. It's up been Nike's been up sixty percent in the past two years, and of course we're we're still having that Boeing jet crash blowback happening to uh, poor old Boeing. I don't say I don't really mean poor old Boeing because you know, they're so huge and successful, but you know, uh, you know their Max seven thirty seven Max eight jets, so the two two that a crash. Well, apparently they're putting on. Remember those two safety features I mentioned that were options. They're going to be putting them on all the jets as standard features now. Features in the new planes being built, and you can understand why. I'm not sure they thought about that through. I mean, I mean, obviously they didn't test it enough. But you know, man, if you don't put safety features on, and you say, hey, you had to pay for these extra safety features, you better hope that. The plane doesn't crash because of the lack of those safety features. Because <laughs> you're going to get a really bad perspective, you know, publicity out of that. And as you can tell, there always is great news, interesting news. I think it's fascinating news every day. 
But, you know, what we do here is answer questions. So let's go ahead and grab one on our Anytime Listener line, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve. My name is Jeremiah James. Uh, I'm from Salem, Oregon. Uh, appreciate the show and everything. Just want to ask, what are some specific, like, indicators you look for as far as chart reading? I've just gotten into chart reading, and currently I just use the RSI, Stochastic, and MACD, but I was just curious as to what your professional opinion is on chart reading and if you have any specific indicators that you're willing to share over the show. I uh, appreciate the show. Thank you. Have a good day. Sure. Um, I've said many times that chart reading is not a science. Chart reading, everybody, is nothing more than looking at the movement of the price of the stock over time. And we always look at a one-year chart, a daily movement over one-year period. That's where we start. And chart reading, I've always said, is, is an art, not a science. It tends to be true when you're looking at a chart and that it tends to repeat itself. It tends to, the stocks tends to slow down or stop at resistance or support le levels. And there's all those rules and how to read a chart. But it just tends to, it's more accurate than less. But boy, there's so many times it doesn't, it's meaningless that, you know, you have to really be pretty dedicated chart reader to learn all the nuances. And even then, it's not always accurate, but I always look at a chart before I buy or sell a stock, always. And what do, I, what do we look at? I, I like a candlestick chart as opposed to a bar chart. I like looking at the three major moving averages, or four actually, 20-day, 50-day, 100-day, and 200-day moving averages. And I like to see the RSI, Relative Strength Indicator, the MACD, M-A-C-D, and I like to see volume. And uh, those are the three, those are the basic things I start with on looking at a chart. That's my, when I pull up a chart, it has all those things on it instantly. Then if I want to look at it more deeply, I might go to a weekly chart and a daily chart to start with, but I might go to a weekly chart to see if there's any patterns I see. And I, I do like certain other indicators. I like parabolics. I like on balance volume. There's different indicators that I go through that I like. Chart reading. I had a whole uh, class on Invest Talk Academy on chart reading, learning the basics and giving examples. So, you know, if you ever sign, sign up for Invest Talk Academy, you can go back and take that lesson. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and let me remind you that the Invest Talk radio program and its podcast replays provide a daily dose of market news with our unbiased commentary. And we have a fairly new offering, Invest Talk Academy, as I just mentioned. You know, it's an online training class we do every week. And then we, you can listen to those as they build over time. We've been doing it for, I don't know, 12, 14, I don't know how many weeks, but a lot. And it covers a variety of topics, financial. I talked about bonds just yesterday. In-depth, by the way, pretty, pretty deep into those topics. We're headed into the break, and I'm taking your questions now at 888-99-CHART. It's an Invest Talk Friday, and there's only one more week of trading left in March. And be sure to save the date, Wednesday, May 1st. Steve Peasley will be returning to Northern California, San Jose, to conduct no-cost, personalized portfolio reviews. Do not miss this opportunity. Register at investtalk.com. And now, Steve is here taking your calls live. Step up with your questions, 888-99-CHART. 
Okay, main talking point today. Don't overreact to a pullback in an extended market. Okay, don't overreact with the pullback in the extended market. What did we see today? Dow's down 460 points, the NASDAQ down 196, and the S&P down 54. I'm, I'm not reacting to that at all, and I don't think you should either. We have to give it some space. The market has run up quite a bit from that V bottom it made. It's unusual to make a V bottom like that. And I even talked about it. I said, well, we probably won't have a V bottom because that's pretty unusual. And guess what? We have a V bottom. <laughs> you know, so that's what I mean when experts, if you want to you know, call me an expert, are often wrong. You know, so I try to always... Try, you know, I, I, I don't want to be one of those people that, you know, never has an opinion about something. I have opinions, but I also want to make sure we all understand that, you know, being wrong is part of the game. You know, it's just part of where it is. So, don't overreact to any kind of pullback. We're going to have one. You know, the market's a little bit extended. Some of the other things we're going to talk about today. Chinese spending on luxury goods. You see that article? It was an article, and so I don't remember where I read it, but it was an article, and it had some interesting statistics. They're not stopping spending on luxury goods, so we're going to talk about that. And of course, of course, you got to talk about the EU and the Germany and the economic numbers coming out of there that, we, that caused probably the market fall today. That was what really the catalyst, even though the market might have been ready to do it anyways, it just used that as a convenient excuse. And the existing home sales, I, I didn't get enough detail in there, but we'll talk about that a little bit more if we get a chance to do so. Those are what's going to, that's going to be the topics. But of course, you drive the show with what you want to hear. So make your calls now. 888-99-CHART. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining us. Justin and I, we are independent financial advisors, registered investment advisors. And, of course, we have a duty and a commitment always to place interests of our clients ahead of our own and ahead of the firm. We do that simply. It's very easy for us because we practice something we call parallel investing where I buy the same thing for myself and all my programs. We have five or six different types of programs. I buy and I'm in all of them. And I buy the same things for me as I do for my clients and at the same price, same percentage. So I end up having the same performances. And I invest all my money, not just some. So that's what we call parallel investing. Give me a call. I want to talk to you. You can go to investtalk.com if you want to know more. But give me a call. We're now, the lines are open and the number is 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial where they implement a very practical investing philosophy, independent thinking, shared success. Learn more anytime at investtalk.com. And now Steve is here taking your calls, so step up with your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4270. Let's talk to John in Santa Cruz. How are you doing, John? Good. Thanks, Steve, for taking my call. Uh, I want you? to ask you about, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't hear you. No, go ahead. Yeah, I said you're welcome. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I'm interested in Brookfield Property Partners, mainly for the dividend. Uh, there was a buying opportunity back in December, but um, 
So I'm wondering if I should wait or if I should just buy maybe buy half half of a position. Okay. And then wait. Okay, it's a read, everybody. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, Brookfield Property REIT. A REIT that operates in a single reportable segment, which includes the operation and development and management. Um, let's see, it's a $24 billion REIT, so it's pretty big. Recent sales have been falling off. I'm not sure why. Down 15% the quarter before the September quarter, and the most recent quarter, December, is down 34% sales. I'm not sure why that happened. Um, it's a fairly new, it, it came out last September, and so it's a fairly new uh, uh, REIT, so I don't have a lot of history on it. They do make money. Um, return on equity is good, but they have a huge amount of debt. I don't know. Uh, they have a huge amount of debt, and they're going to have to refinance that debt. That kind of scares me. I, I, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I would I pick this one. There's not, not enough history on it, and they have too much debt. That scares me. Appreciate the call, though. Thank you. Thanks, John. 888-99-CHART, the KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed today to all the subscribers and the clients. Clients get it for free. And in the market conditions section, I explained the big news of the week was, of course, the Federal Reserve and their surprise policy announcement, right? It was kind of a surprise. What was surprised? Not that they left interest rates alone. That was expected, and they did. What was surprised is what they said. They said that they're going to be more patient. But even that wasn't that much of a surprise. What was really a surprise is they said they weren't going to reduce their balance sheet any further. Remember, their balance sheet hold, held $4 trillion worth of mortgages and treasuries and different 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 uh, assets. And they were running those off. When they matured, they just wouldn't reinvest the money. They just run it off, run it off, because it's way bigger than they normally have. Way bigger. Then they said that they're not going to let them run it off. And that's almost like being, a, you know, adding liquidity because you're not reducing it anymore. So, you kind of, doesn't that mean you just added back what you were reducing? So, that was the big surprise. And, of course, that led me in the newsletter to ask the question, why? Why did they do that? It's 180%, 180 turn, 180%, 180% turnaround from December when they were raising rates. Why? It's only three months later, and they're way different now. Hmm. So I thought that was an interesting thing. And, of course, um, you know, after, you know, there's other sections, a portfolio management section, talked about ETFs and the preference of ETFs over mutual funds because they're cheaper. It's not very hard to figure that out. They're a lot cheaper to own. The average mutual fund is like 1.25%. That's what they charge per year. And the average ETF is 0.43% per year, the average. Why wouldn't you, if you're going to buy an index fund, why wouldn't you do it with an ETF? It's cheaper. Nah, it's up over, over a period of time, a lot of money. Stock ideas, a couple of larger companies. Um, uh, you know, we talked about one of the largest retailers in the world, $500 billion in annual revenue. Approximately 11,700 stores. You can figure what that one is. And then um, a consumer watch. You know, you know, I'm sure you've gotten all those robocalls like I do. You get them all the time, right? Robocalls. And this is season. I mentioned this is the season, tax time season, when we get even more. And a lot of them fraud from the IRS. Well, 
I'm trying to remember the IRS never calls, so if they ever do call you, you know it's fake right there. But I also gave you some options of how to try to stop them, all robocalls. You're not going to stop them all, but there's, there's even companies out there that help you with that. So you can subscribe to the newsletter on investtalk.com. If this information raises any questions in your mind, I encourage you to give me a call on, or Justin or send us an email. We'll answer any questions. You can call our Irvine, California office or send me a message through investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. So what do you want to talk about? How about the Chinese spending on luxurious goods? 33% of all worldwide sales of luxury goods comes from China. And the total market for the luxury good is $294 billion. 33% of that, about $100 billion of it, is China. We're number two, U.S. is 22%. EU is 18%. Japan is in 10 And the age group, 23 to 38 in China. They're the ones that are buying the luxury goods. Isn't that interesting? I thought so. On the next Invest Talk, in an interconnected global economy, European markets are tumbling as growth fears increase. And talk about that a little bit today. The underlying economic data has added to market jitters. We saw that today. That story is going to talk about a lot more on Monday, and I'll be here to do that. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. You know what my husband and I really want? I mean, after years of working and saving and investing, we want financial freedom. Financial freedom to do and live as we want, without worry. But our old 401k plan? It's out of date. It can't truly be working for us. You're listening to someone who would benefit from a personalized portfolio review. The kind of unbiased advice and sensible investment strategies offered in a no-cost preliminary consultation by KPP Financial. Sure, we feel confident about some of our investment decisions over the years, but retirement will get here someday, and we should cover our bases now. Get a valuable second opinion on your current financial picture. And KPP Financial doesn't impose unnecessary products or services, so you can make informed decisions with your money. At KPP Financial, we offer independent thinking and shared success. Take the next step toward your financial freedom. Contact KPP Financial. KPP Financial. Okay. Learn more anytime at kppfinancial.com. This is Invest Talk. Are you doing everything possible to make sure that your investments are performing as well as they should be? Well, there's a treasure trove of wealth building information freely accessible right now at investtalk.com. You'll find investment strategies and unbiased guidance. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's go to Edgar in San Diego. How are you doing, Edgar? Uh, I'm fine, uh, uh, Steve. And thank you for taking my call, and I'm enjoying your program every day. Thanks for all the information you. you're putting out for us. Um, I've been keeping my eyes on uh, uh, Suncor. 
uh, and uh, I I just was waiting to get in, and I'm just thinking maybe this would be a good time to get in, and because it's an energy company and it has about three point nine whatever it is a dividend. What are your opinions, yeah. Sankor? So, okay, Suncor Energy, everybody, uh, Canadian company engaged in oil and gas exploration, refining, marketing of oil sands, natural gas in Canada. It's a big company, $53 billion, pays 3.8% dividend. Um, their, their, their earnings this year for 2019 is going to fall 32% before they recover 33% next year. <laughs> so they're going to have a big dip this year. I'm not sure why. Not sure why. Return equity is kind of low. Um, sales went flat last quarter. Before that, the sales were very good, but last quarter just went to flat. I would really like to know why that happened. Um, it's a good, strong company. The dividend's not in jeopardy. I just don't know. I think it's worth about where it's at, about $35. It's at $33.65. So I think you you might be a, you know might be paying a little too much for it. If it falls again, I might pick it up on the next fall because it fell to twenty six dollars at the beginning of the year twenty six or at the end of last uh -huh. year. And if it goes down to you know anything under thirty, that's where I'd pick it up. I wouldn't pick it up here. I'd wait for a pullback. Okay? All right, thank you so much, sir. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you. SU, if we go into a recession or if we're moving toward a recession, if that's what's going to happen, then, of course, all stocks are going to fall. You know that, right? I mean, no matter what, almost all stocks will fall anyway, not necessarily all of them. So you, you might want to think about more defensive position, and energy companies are not defensive. Utilities are, but energy is not. They're cyclical. Okay, the subject of our main talking point today don't overreact to a pullback in this extended market. Now, are we in an extended market? I would say so because we were in an extended market when it peaked last year and late last year, right? And then it started to fall. I think the peak was in September. Then it started to fall. The market got overextended. So it fell. Now it fell, right? About 10% or so, which is a decent correction. But it made a V bottom right back up. It's not quite where it was before, but it's close. And so now, and it did it in a V bottom, a very quick. And now I think it's getting to the overextended part again. Now, if it would just slowly move up, it would be a whole different story, but it's not. And if it was moving up based on improving fundamentals, when that's not true either, the fundamentals are not improving, they kind of deteriorated. We're still growing strong, economy's still fine, and, the, uh, and all those things are still in place, but there's there's cracks out there in the economic picture. And the cracks are getting more, more cracks. Maybe we've turned around though already, that's very possible. I mean, I'm starting to see some some of the cracks and some of the stats. You know, one of the problems we're having is stats are been, been delayed and we don't have the information I really would like to see. But, you know, an anecdotal kind of information, it looks like we're okay fundamentally still. But the stock market will probably go down and retest those lows. I don't know if it go all the way down to those lows. May not. But it would be normal. It would be normal because of the V bottom we made. It would be normal for some kind of retest. 
you know, maybe it's only five, you know, maybe 50% back down to that bottom, maybe only halfway. Maybe the Fibonacci numbers will play a part. Remember those Fibonacci numbers on the charts? Remember that? Okay. Um, so, and that would be 40 to 60% Fibonacci retracement. But we'll see. We're going to see. Today was all about some economic numbers coming out of Europe, I think. Market down. Remember, the Dow is down 460, NASDAQ down 196, and S&P down 54. It might be a little bit of a leftover worry about yesterday's Federal Reserve announcement, even though when they announced it, the market kind of didn't, didn't seem to be worried about it. And the only reason it might be in my own mind that seems like they changed awful fast. And that, in my mind, says, why did the Federal Reserve change so quickly, do they see something we don't see right now? You know, they get to see the data before we get to see it. You know that, right? And remember, they're trying to, they're trying to, get, you know, they're trying to persuade us by what they do. Don't let them, don't you think that they don't. They try to manipulate you. Just like the market itself and all those pundits out there. Everybody's trying to manipulate you. It's very hard to see through that manipulation and try to figure out what's really going on. It is late on Friday afternoon, everybody. The weekend is almost here. We're going to have a nice sunny one this weekend. But now, let's grab another question, another caller. The questions are always coming in. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve. This is Mike. I now live in Florida. I was watching your program when I lived in Washington, and I'm still listening to it in Florida. <laughs> anyway, uh, I just had a question about a stock, AGMC. It's AGMC Investments, and so... I've owned this stock for quite a while, and it hasn't fluctuated a lot. And I'm thinking about buying a little bit more. And I'm a long-term investor and retired, and I'm buying it for the dividend. So if you could give me your perspective on it, I'd really appreciate it. I've enjoyed watching the show for a long time, or excuse me, listening to the show for a long time, and I'll continue to do so. Thanks for your help. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. AGNC Investment Corp, Agnick Investment Corp. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust. Remember what a REIT is, everybody. A REIT has to, to become a REIT, it has to be in the real estate business. And it pays 90% of its earnings out in the form of a dividend to you and me, the stockholders. And if it does that, it can avoid paying income tax at the corporate level. We, we, we had to pay the taxes when we get the dividend. So it's a reinvesting in residential mortgage pass-through securities and collateralized mortgage obligation, CMOs. Remember those? Those CDOs, CMOs, was uh, one of the catalysts for the Great Recession we had in 2008? Well, this is one of them. Don't, you know, so, so what you're going to see uh, from this kind of thing is a really... Uh, spiking up and down in earnings and sales, and it does have that. I mean, last quarter, the sales fell 163%. Quarter before that, sales were up 29 Quarter before that, sales were up 260%. So it, it can be a very erratic. Earnings are nice, though. $2.26 this year per share. That's the estimate after being a eleven, so over a 100% increase. Next year, it's only going to be allegedly go up 3%. Very erratic. And you buy it for the dividend. And the yield last year was about 12%. So $2.63, 90% of that is what it's going to pay, right? So 
little less than $2 a share on an $18 stock. Well, gee, that's about 10, 11, 12%. So if you bought it for the dividend, the dividend looks okay. The only time this is going to have a problem is the next housing issue. And housing actually is doing quite well with the low mortgage rates and we gave out stats. So it should do fine, but be prepared. The next time there's a recession, this thing will probably take a big hit because of the, what it does. So just be very careful, okay? In the next recession or when the next recession starts to come because investors will dump this like a faster than you can believe if they feel that recession is imminent. Okay, I'm CPs and this is Invest Talk. Everybody, new listeners may not realize it, but I've been producing the show five days a week for twenty years. <laughs> twenty years, and though and through through all that time, we have made sure to offer timely financial and investing news, and we temper that with unbiased investing advice. And the program is always improved by its diversity through your questions. Okay, that's where I think it becomes much more interesting with your questions. So please keep those questions coming and be sure to tell your friends and family to listen to Invest Talk and ask their questions. We, prog- we broadcast live in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, um, 4 to 5 Pacific Time, Monday through Friday, and we stream live on investtalk.com. So you can listen to it many different ways. Of course, you could podcast it too. And now I'm taking your questions live. Call 888-99-CHART. This is InvestTalk, made possible by KPP Financial, where principals and InvestTalk hosts, Steve Peasley and Justin Klein, are independent financial advisors. For clients, they are fiduciaries. Steve and Justin have a duty and a commitment to always place the interests of their clients ahead of the firm. This is different from the way many other organizations operate. And one way you can realize the benefit of an association with KPP Financial is to know that KPP practices parallel investing. This means that the personal investment accounts of KPP principals participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. It's an important difference. You can learn more anytime at investtalk.com or reach out to Steve Peasley and Justin Klein by emailing or calling their Irvine, California office. The Invest Talk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Wesley in Stockton. How are you doing, Wesley? Doing well, very well, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. I'm calling because of, I'm curious about Enterprise Products, EDP. Um, it's an LP, a limited partnership, and if I was choose to invest in it, would I put it in a tax-deferred account or um, in one of my like Robinhood accounts? Okay, uh, Enterprise Products Partnerships, an MLP, Master Limited Partners, engaged in natural gas, liquid frac- fractionation, transportation, and storage. And you buy these things basically for the dividend because you don't get usually a lot of growth, even though this one is growing pretty nicely. Um, 9% last quarter, this is sales, and 20 30% all the quarters before that for a 
year and a half or so. Um, it's going to make a dollar ninety six this year per share after a dollar eighty nine last year, and then two dollars seven cents next year. It's a twenty nine dollar stock, so it's around a sixteen, seventeen, sixteen, about a sixteen PE there, maybe fifteen, fifteen, sixteen, six um, percent dividend. Yeah, good question. Uh, should you put it in a tax deferred? See, MLPs, this one is out of Houston, Texas. Some of the foreign ones are tra taxed differently, and even some of the domestic ones are taxed differently. So I'm not sure if you get tax-free, even if it's in your your IRA or 401k, I mean, your IRA or whatever tax-deferred account you have, I'm not sure the, the dividends will be tax-free. I'm just not, you're going to have to call the company because some of the times okay. these master limited partners shipments are treated differently. Do you, if you want the phone number, I have it here. <laughs> you want the phone number of the company? 713-3816. Okay. I'll give you the company. So you're really going to have to find out from them because some of these MLPs are taxed differently and, and can be taxed in the, uh, in your tax deferred account. So it kind of hurts you when it does that. Appreciate the call, Will. Thank you. Uh, I'm Wayne Wesley. Appreciate it. Thank you. We're now going to go to Will. He's in San Diego. How you doing, Will? This, this is what do you want? You want B I C I is the topic. B I C I. Yeah, it's a gambling stock, and it uh, it looked kind of interesting. I saw it on. Okay, you Alpha, own it. So I was wondering what you thought of it. Ah, okay. Um, it's fairly new. It came out in 2017 or beginning of 2018. Uh, it's a REIT. REIT. Vicky Properties right. is what it's called out of New York. Real Estate Investment Trust that owns and acquires and develops in, uh, exp what is that? You know, obviously real estate assets. And it's in the game and hospitality real estate assets. Uh, they're going to make a dollar fifty-four this year and dollar sixty-four next year, up from a dollar forty-three last year. So you know it's going in the right direction. Sales are increasing. Uh, it's an eight point eight billion dollar company uh, at a dollar sixty-four into twenty-one dollar stock. So that tells you that it's about uh, fifteen, well, fourteen, fourteen PE, something like that. Which is not bad. Right. Return of equity is a little low at nine. It pays a five point three percent dividend. Uh, it looks pretty solid in that in that area. And the one thing you would look at when you're looking at REITs right now is how much debt are they going to have to refinance over what period of time? That's your biggest question at this point. And it looks like they don't have a ton of debt. They have some. Most REITs do. Some REITs have a huge amount of debt. So if if, if that debt doesn't come due all at one time, it'd be fine. I think you'll be fine. It looks like it's right at a 52-week high. So um, if it breaks through there, it was up today. It was up yesterday, and the market was down big today. So uh, I kind of think it, it looks pretty solid. It really does, especially with the Fed not raising rates anymore, right? So it's a shot, yeah. Thanks. VICI is a symbol, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and this is Invest Talk. We are quickly heading into the finish line up for today, Friday, and the end of the week. Okay, and and remind and kind of remember, you can listen to our podcast programs anytime you want on InvestTalk.com. We will continue after the break. Get your questions in now. Eight 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 ninety nine chart.
Best Invest Talk. In an interconnected global economy, European markets are tumbling as growth fears increase. The underlying economic data has added to market jitters here in the U.S. That story, Monday. But now Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. Okay, let's go to Trent in Long Beach. Uh, is it Trent? No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's go to Trent. Trent, Long Beach. Let's talk about gold. How you doing, Trent? Hey, I'm going well, Steve. Hey, I'm just wondering, just basically, if it's a good time to go long on gold. Is, that, is it undervalued right now? What do you think? I think it is. Uh, I've been long on the gold. Um, uh, I've been long on the gold miners index since late last year. So I think it's good time to. It's a good defensive strategy. I think that the market's now overvalued. You know, even if it's not overvalued, it's probably overbought. And gold works when uh, when that happens. It also works if uh, the dollar starts to fall and they lowered interest rates. So you would think that it might fall. But then again, Germany came out with some bad economic news. So, you know, remember our dollar trades against the euro, trades against other currencies. So the other currencies get weaker compared to our dollar because of their economy. Even though we're lowering interest rates, the dollar will stay strong. But it looks like it's starting to weaken here the last two or three weeks, the dollar. So I think gold has a pretty good, I think gold would be a very good thing to have this year. Even if it doesn't work that good, at least it's a great defensive play, a great diversifier. So that, you know, if the market does take a hit, you gold probably won't. Okay? Appreciate the call. Thanks, Ryan. Gold. Uh, let's go to Denise in Kansas. How you doing, Denise? Good. How are you, Steve? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Hey, um, I have a question about Macy's. Uh, this is more of a dividend play. Do you think this is a good time to buy for the uh, 6% dividend that Macy's has? Okay, let's look at Macy's. Um, operates 852 department stores in 44 states. The biggest danger you have with Macy's is does it have a solution for Amazon? Right? Because, you know, they're a big box store. And I'm not too keen on big box stores unless they have a solution for Amazon. And it looks like to me, Macy's does not have that, does not have that, because their sales are still very weak. I was down 2% the last quarter, up 2% the quarter before that. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, while Amazon sales are great. So even though Macy's is a very low price stock, it could be what we call a value trap because they don't have a solution for Amazon yet. How are they going to fight that behemoth of a retailer? They got, to, like Walmart has and Target has, you know, they, they, they've built up their online sales very strong. So, and they're now, their store sales are doing pretty good, but Macy's hasn't. Big box stores are still struggling. So, personally, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't touch it because of that. Now, Macy's is making money, but their earnings went down 22% they're going to go down 22% this year, then another 6% next year. Even though it pays a nice dividend, Denise, I, don't, I think I'd stay away from Macy's. I would. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Okay, talking about Europe, talking about Europe, their German 10-year treasury bond 
went below zero again for the first time in what, two and a half, three years. The rate, the yield on a 10-year Germany bond went below zero. Their PMI, Policy Management Index, purchase, I'm sorry, Purchasing Management Index, uh, fell. Uh, the EU's PMI fell to 51.3 in March from 51.9. So anything above 50 is still growth. But Germany's PMI went from 52 down, 52.8 down to 51.9. And that's a 69-month low. And their manufacturing PMI dropped to 47. I mean, dropped to 44 from 47. The lowest in six and a half years. Those are not good numbers. Those, those numbers are starting to border on recession. Right? So that's the problem we have in Germany, and it's pretty dangerous. Pretty dangerous. And I think that's why that news today was driven by Europe's problems. Even though they're not our problems, it could be our problems. Could be Some of their problems could become our problems. We'll see. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Talk program. And I thank you for your loyal support. Questions, everybody. Please come back on Monday. I will be here on Monday, but I, I Justin will be doing almost all next week's shows. I will be in Texas visiting relatives. Have a nice weekend, everybody. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.